What more can you say about what went down at the Purcell Pavilion on Saturday afternoon? Syracuse somehow, some way, escapes Notre Dame with a 62-61 victory. Hello and welcome on into this Fizz Instant Reactions. I'm Liam Griffin, and I have Francesco Simone alongside me. Francesco, just wow. Yeah, why well, was the right the right word for that, Liam? I should say, and it, you know, five point lead, about a minute or two left in the game, and then you blow it. You're down by one. It's sixty one to sixty. It was sixty to fifty five thirty seconds before, and you're like, oh boy, here we go again. But Judah Mintz, the guy on different. this team, he's built, he's built different. The guy on this team, uh, the guy who's been the most consistent player on this team, Liam. You have to be able to say, he. Came up big when it was needed. They got the ball to Jesse Edwards, which I was screaming, get the ball to Jesse. They did that. Got doubled. Gave the ball to Judah. Nice little up and under play. No problem. And fantastic defense at the end. And Liam, that was a big story to me. The defense was great today. It absolutely was, Francesco. And I feel like the defense got better as the game went along, too. Because early in the game, you were seeing kind of what Notre Dame did last year. They picked apart the 2-3 zone with relentless three-point shooting. Like, Cormac Ryan, Trey Wirtz, Dane Goodwin, Nate Leshetsky, not necessarily Leshetsky today, they can all rip it from beyond the arc. And for the most part, they all did that. Cormac Ryan hit four, Dane Goodwin hit three. The two of them individually were combined for seven for 12. But as the game went on, their closeouts got so much better because they were putrid against Colgate, Illinois, and Bryant. They were mediocre against St. John's. But those three, they could not close out to save their lives. To see that today completely changes the defensive outlook of this basketball team and makes me a little more confident in the zone. No, there was there was a switch that was flipped at some point in the first half. In, at the beginning of the game, Liam, the corner three, I mean, to take, take whatever you want. Notre Dame had, what, six or seven open looks from the corner in the first seven minutes of the game? Something along those the, lines? The corner three is the most efficient shot in basketball, yeah, too. Yeah, because you're, what are you, not even 20 feet away? Uh, right around, right around 20 feet yeah. away, right? Right around 20 feet away, and you get an extra point if you make it. So, yeah, no, it's the best shot you can take in the game, and it's wide open. And against the zone, it can be a weak point if, A, your center's not getting out to the corner, or, B, your wings aren't rotating the way they should be. Benny Williams still isn't. Still isn't no, doing that. No. Chris Bell still isn't doing that, right? Which is why both of those guys saw reduced minutes today. Uh, Chris Bell only got 10 minutes today. Not a surprise, right? Justin Taylor. Justin Taylor got taking 30. His job. Kind of taking his job. Going to throw yeah. that out there. Kind of taking his job. Benny Williams only saw 22 minutes. John Bolajac saw 18 minutes today. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I we'll, understand. We'll get into the rotation deficiencies, for yeah. the lack of a better word, in a moment. Before we move on too quickly, let's talk about Jesse Edwards. Like, bring it full circle. He played all 40 minutes today. You yeah. didn't need an injured Munir Kima to come in. Yeah. And that's not a knock on him, because he's been doing his job quite fine. But 22 points, 14 rebounds, and get this, zero fouls. That yeah. has to have been a welcome sight to see, because this team's long-term success, Francesco, is going to depend upon if Jesse Edwards is available for the majority of these games. You no, know, Jesse Edwards is a, like you said, Munir Hima, right? Or Munir Hima. He's done a really nice job as a backup center. He's a million times better than Frank Anselm or, <laughs> or, or Barama Sadiba on a knee and a half. Okay, right? don't, don't diss Barama Sadiba. I love Barama, right? But uh, Barama at the end might as well have had a walking stick. Yeah, you, you can diss Frank all you want. Jim Beheim certainly did, but don't yeah. diss Barama. I, I love Barama. Who doesn't love himself some Barama? Great guy, Barama, from what I've heard. Uh, but at the point. M- Munir Hima. Fantastic backup center. He can come in, play defense. He can block shots, this, that, and the other thing. He can get some rebounds. He's not the offensive threat, not even close to it, that Jesse Edwards is. Give so much credit to Jesse, right? Compared to what he has been 
as a freshman, didn't play at all. As a sophomore, played very, very sparingly, especially a little bit more at the end. A junior has a good season, still has some flaws in his game. Now he's finally kind of put it all together, right? 22 points. That was it, right? 22 points. Yeah, 22, 22 points. 14 rebounds. What, he had 17 rebounds against Illinois, something along yeah. those lines, Liam? He's been ridiculous to start and this season. And he was season. north of 20 against the Bulldogs. Yeah, no, I mean, he was. He's, he's been outstanding. And when you have that kind of a presence inside, it's supposed to help the entire offense, right? Because on a screen and roll to Jesse Edwards, you can't come off of him. Otherwise, you saw Notre Dame did it a lot today when they right. came off Jesse off the roll. You give the ball to him. Let him attack the rim. In previous seasons, he was going to the basket, getting fouled, not strong enough to put it in. This season, different. It's going in, and he's going to the line as a bonus, right? He's not Absolutely. relying on those free throws. He's playing with more physicality Absolutely. Thousand percent. than he played with last yeah. year. And I'd argue he's playing with the most physicality we've seen out of an SU center. since. Oh, do, you yeah. want, do you want to go back to Rakeem Christmas? I Because that, that wasn't Barama's game. It wasn't that Barama's, wasn't Barama's game. game. No. It certainly wasn't Frank's game. No. And... When Marek Dolezal was playing the five, it wasn't his game. And I don't know how much farther back you can go. Right. So, really, this is the best center play we've seen on this team since Rakeem Christmas. And I know we were saying that last year, but Jesse Edwards has taken a step up in his game. Yeah. And I know it's not his primary responsibility, but he's better handling the ball. Yeah. He's better rebounding the ball. He's more aggressive. Yeah. What more can you ask for? A thousand percent. I wonder how much the whole ball handling aspect... Has to do with him playing Eurobasket, right? Yeah. You play in Europe, he was a little... He wasn't like... You know, in the Syracuse offense, set a screen top of the key, roll to the basket, let Judah or Gerard pass him the basketball, right? Or, hey, you're going up against a 6'10 guy, Nate Leshesky, who's not the most physical guy in the world, get him the ball on the block, let him go to work, right? That's his game. In Europe, he was handling the ball on the wings. He was setting screens up top, getting the ball in the mid-range, taking a couple of shots. Not what necessarily what you want to do in no. this offense, but that skill set has kind of translated, right? If you get him the ball down low, he can dribble a little bit more. He has more of a post move than he has in the past. It makes him a more, you know, not diver. What's the word I'm looking for? He has more dimensions to his game, I guess you could say, right? Whatever the word is, which is huge. And another thing I'll say is that Jesse Edwards play, being able to handle the ball and distribute more gives SU the freedom yeah. to run these Princeton-style offenses yeah. where you have every man on the perimeter. It makes your team so much more lethal rather than just sticking to... Iso ball. Yeah. And speaking of iso ball, let's get into one Joseph Gerard III. 20 points look quite good on the stat sheet. Do they not? <laughs> I'll take him. Uh, 20 points uh, after shooting 3 for 25 over his last three games. He had nine points in three games. And now he has 20 in one. I'm still not happy. I'm Two, still not happy. I'll tell you why. 2 for 10 from 3? 2 for 10 from yeah. 3, not to mention the shots he took. Oh, yeah. Francesco. What? I know. I know. Contest- no, no turnovers, though. No turnovers is nice, but one thing that really me about his performance tonight, you're down in the last 30 seconds of the game. You foul Marcus Hammond. He converts. I know. I know. That came know. within inches of costing this team the game. Yeah, it did. That is unacceptable. I know. I and to, for me, it almost overshadows his 20 points. I don't know if it overshadows. He did have a couple of nice little steals today, and then he did, went to the he, basket, he did look a little coast to coast action. No, I get it. I get it, Liam. I know what you mean. With Joe Girard, especially where he's at now, take what you can get. Like beggars can't be choosers at this point. Joe Girard is the guy shot forty percent from three last year. He was top three in the ACC in three point percentage. Right. He's a talented player. He's good uh, at shooting. And you're not going to find anyone that denies that either. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If when he's in a little bit of a three-game stretch like he's been in the last whatever couple of weeks, 
Those are going to come with this game. Right. That's part of it. He is a Jekyll and Hyde type of player. Jekyll and Hyde. I like that a lot. I, I, yeah, I, I'm glad you do. Maybe I'll use that more often. The Jekyll and Hyde nature of his game means, okay, one game he's going to stink. One game he's going to be great. One game he's going to be okay. Or he's going to have three straight games where he's great, three straight games where he stinks, and yada, 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 on we go, right? Right. When he's in that, the rut. Like, and he was in a rut that maybe he's never been in since he's since he's been in college. That was a really really terrible three game I mean, stretch. He's had bad stretches. I don't know if he's but seen like that like though, that. like that, that though, that, that right? Really yeah, bad. that was that was really really bad. Any sign of life is massive for him. Joe Girard is the single most important player on this team. You gonna say Jesse Edwards? Very important. Joe Girard is the only threat Syracuse has to shoot the basketball. There's nobody else. Chris Bell. Once in a blue moon, right? When he's actually allowed to be on the court. Justin Taylor, starting to feel a little bit more, yeah. right? Starting to get a little bit better. Still only took five shots today. He scored five points, right? I mean, but when Jesse Edwards is playing as well as he is and Judah eventually got it going too, you don't need Justin Taylor to score the basketball. If Gerard is playing well. If, if Gerard is playing well. If Gerard isn't playing well like he was against Brian a few exactly. weeks last weekend, you need Justin then, it changes, yes. the na- then it changes the narrative. Yeah, exactly. No, which is why I say Joe Gerard's the most important player on this team. Yeah, absolutely. This team will live and die with how far Joe with how far Joe Gerard carries them. It's a bad spot to be in. It's a very bad, a bad spot, spot to be in. And again, we'll get into what is coming up next later on this his Instant reaction to Syracuse's 62-61 to win over Notre Dame alongside Francesco Simone. I'm Liam Griffin. Thanks for spending some time with us. To recap, but was a wild game. Now, one thing I want to hit on before we hit on the immediate future for this team. Why is John Bullajac still getting 18 minutes? I, I don't, I don't it's know. It's absolutely, it's absolutely well, ridiculous. I'll, I'll give you the answer here. John Bullajac is a veteran, and he knows what he's doing. Right. That's the answer. If you, listen... All right, let me read you a stat sheet, right? It's not pretty, but I'll read it to you just, just for fun, right? 18 minutes played, took three shots, made one of them, two points, had four assists, which, believe it or not, Liam, was a game high today. John Bull, you didn't expect to hear that when he woke yeah, up this I morning, did, did you? Like, no, I did not, and I didn't catch this when I was first looking over the stat sheet, and when I saw that, like, literally seconds ago, I'm just like, huh. It w- most of it was just dribble handoffs to Jesse. That's what most of it was. And to Gerard. A couple of handoffs and to Gerard, too. And do you, con- I mean, in what way do you consider those assists? I mean, like. I mean, I, listen, I, it's a smart play, right? You give him the ball, you give the guy to the ball to. You, it's a smart play, right but person. it's basic right. fundamental basketball. Yeah, no, I, I don't know it. how big of a stock you can put in that. But, but here's the reason John Bullajac is playing. Didn't grab a rebound today, which is also not good. That's not great. It's, it's really bad. It's actually really bad. Yeah, really. Um, the reason why he's playing, if you watch the, the rotations in the zone, I said Benny Williams and Chris Bell have no idea what they're doing. Jacques knows exactly what he's doing. Right. If he, whenever there's Jesse, Jesse had to come up to the low block today because Syracuse made a concerted effort to not let Notre Dame get the ball at the free throw line. Because once they got the ball at the free throw line, kick out to the corners, open three every single time. They brought the two guards closer together and they brought Jesse further up. That was a defensive strategy today and it worked in that sense. Absolutely. But when that happens though, it creates the back cut opportunity for the corner guys in the offense. So when they back up behind Jesse, then the wings have to drop down behind Jesse to help out. Benny Williams still can't do that. Chris Bell can't do that. John Bullajac can't. That's the thing. He's 6'10", he's long, he's lanky, he's athletic. He's got the physical ability. So does Benny, by the way. Right. But the difference is, John Bull understands, okay, Jesse's playing up, I gotta drop back. And he did that today. That's why he played 18 minutes. His skill set is definitely not 
exactly what I would call good. No. He's not super athletic, doesn't really add a lot in terms of rebounding the basketball no. or his scoring prowess. Can't shoot. Can't shoot either. Even though he takes one mid-range jumper a game, stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no. His basketball IQ, though, is what sets him apart yeah. and is what's getting in minutes. I may not necessarily agree with it. I want to see Malik Brown and Quadir Copeland get more of a shot. That's just me. That's just me. Heck, and I wrote about this in my recap article of the victory, which you can find on theorangefizz.com or in all of our other content as well. You can also find it on our Twitter, at OrangeFizz. Jim Beheim must know something we don't know when it comes to John Bolo Jock. I, because I think he it's... came in out of nowhere yeah. against Brian. I remember watching that game, sitting on my couch before I left for Chestnut Hill, and I see John Bolo Jock come in, and I like... Like, I can't, it's hard to replicate the exact face I made because it was such disbelief. I mean, that was, because that, this all started, right, when, when, uh, when Benny was sick. Right. Against Bryant. That's why, that's why he got minutes. But he's getting minutes now. It's not like it's John Bolajac versus Benny Williams. In a sense, it is. It's more John Bolajac versus Malik Brown. Right. Because at the beginning of the season, it was Brown who was taking minutes from Benny. Now it's a Jacques who's taken all of Brown's minutes and some of Benny's. Right. So the question is, though, is Malik Brown just not ready to play the zone? And that must be the answer. Otherwise, Malik Brown, to me, is more athletic, a better scorer, a much better rebounder than John Bullishock. I guess the only answer I can think of is when they're in practice, John Bull's a good defender in the zone. He can move around. He can do all sorts of things. He's smart in the zone. And and Brown hasn't figured it out. And that's important to Jim Beheim because he's made it all too clear he's very stingy about moving away. From the 2-3 zone. Uh, by the way, I think the zone's good this year. I like it. I, I like the zone. I mean, they have... The problem with last year's zone, they didn't have the athleticism no. to close out. No. Like, you no. saw... And I lo- love Jimmy Beheim, love Cole Swider. Traffic cones They're way too slow on Traffic their closeouts. Traffic they don't move. They could no. not... They could not guard the Paolo Bancaros of the world. They could not guard the Armando Baycots of the world. No. This unit can. And when you get to the beating battering of the ACC play, when you're going up against... No, just to throw names out there. Derek Lively at Duke. PJ Hall at Clemson. Kamari lands at Louisville, even though they stink. Just had just had to get You him. had to throw you had to throw Kamari lands out of there, course, didn't you? Of course, you had of course to. I did, of course. No. Kihei, Kihei Clark at UVA. One of the, yeah. I who I think is the smartest player in all of college basketball. He, and he kills Syracuse. He does kills, kill, he kills, kills Syracuse too. No, I mean you're you're hundred percent right, Liam. It's it's the increased athleticism, and not just on the wings, which you're again, you're right. Taylor, Bell, Williams, even though, you know. Learning the zone. Judah, too. I was going to say that. Judah at the top of the zone. You replace Buddy Beheim. Love Buddy. Everybody does, right? Not good at the top of the zone. No. Not good. He's not. He had some size to him, right? right? He didn't have the athleticism that Judah Mintz does. Judah's activity at the top of the zone is... It's, he's not as big as Michael Carter-Williams was. No. But if you shrink Michael Carter-Williams from whatever, 6'7 to 6'3. Michael Carter-Williams was not 6'7. 6'6 six six, had I to be, right? I did not think he was that tall. Let's look it up. He was he was a big guy. Oh, uh, let's see. Six, oh, six. my God, he was 6'6. Six, 6'6, six, six. Six, six, right? For, I remember him being portrayed as so little in NBA 2K15 on the Xbox 360, so... Anyway, point being, shrink him down into a 6'3 body. That's the type of length and athleticism you get from Judah. Not as good as if he were 6'7 or 6'6, whatever, sure. But he's so active at the top of that zone. That helps, especially coupled with the fact that Gerard is neither of the two. Right. Right? To be nice to the guy. Right? (laughs) 
you couple the fact that they're more athletic on the wings. Jesse Edwards has another year of experience in the zone. He knows how to move, this, that, and the other thing. They're more athletic on the sides. They're more athletic up top. The zone is a million times better than it was last year. Absolutely. You, you, can't, you cannot possibly justify last year's zone being better than this year's. If Jim Beheim had a time machine and went back in time a year ago, I think they'd play more men. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Last year's team was built for man. This year's team is more built yeah. for zone. Yeah. Liam Griffin and Francesco Simone recapping SU's 62-61 win over Notre Dame. Let's end this by looking ahead to the immediate future. You have four non-con games left, and then two more ACC games before the new year. Francesco, you, do you know what I think is an appropriate way to describe this last stretch of conference play? And I even said this on my fist five with Ethan Frank. Brutal in terms of the teams you're playing are terrible. Yeah, I was going to say the Little Sisters of the Poor. Yeah, yeah. You want to play the always famous, never boring, win-loss, win-loss, loss-loss, win game, Liam, before we head out. Of course not. Okay. So you, have, you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to go through the next six games and say who's going to win, who's going to lose. I mean, Syracuse should. You want win to? Also. Syracuse. Should. You think so? Okay. You have Oakland. It should be a win. That's a three hundred team in Ken Palm. Yeah, that's not great. Georgetown. If you lose to them again, I'd be bad. That'd be I'd awful. Be bad. I'd be bad. Monmouth, another three hundred team in. You Ken should Palm. win that game. Yeah. Cornell, you should also win that you should game. Win that game. Yeah. Pitt without a certain point guard who we will not name. Whose name sounds like a clothing brand? His, his name does sound like a clothing brand. They're, the, the Panthers stink. They like, do. They're a mess. They you do. should win that game. They do. Boston College might be the worst team in the ACC. I, they yeah. lost to UMaine. Okay. okay. They, Who maybe, doesn't love Maine, though? Okay, true. Florida State and Louisville may have something to say about that, but you should win that game. And then, and then at, you have at Louisville. Then you got Louisville on, on December Before on January you head into Charlottesville on yeah. January 7th. So in a perfect world, and this, in all honesty, should happen, SU could go into John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia, on an eight-game winning streak. They should be 11-4, and four, should they not? They, they absolutely should be 11-4. But see, we say that, though, right? And say that. I agree. Pitt, okay, Cornell, Monmouth, Georgetown, Oakland, set them aside. Pitt, Boston College, and Louisville are looking at Syracuse and saying, that's a game we can win. Yeah. So it is a two-way street, right? I agree with you, those are games Syracuse is, is the more talented team. I agree. But at the same time, those three opponents are looking at Syracuse and saying that's a game we can grab. So, you know, should and will are two different things. Right. So. Do, you, do you think they will? I say they drop one of those three. Uh, wouldn't surprise me, but God, I hope not. I could, I could see them losing at Louisville. It's hard to win on the road in college basketball. It is very hard to win on the road in college basketball, but that is what Syracuse did tonight. It is. 62-61 yep. to 61 over Notre Dame. The Orange take down the Fighting Irish. With Francesco Simone, I'm Liam Griffin. Thanks so much for tuning in to this instant reaction to SU's win. Keep up with all of our content at theorangefizz.com or at OrangeFizz on Twitter. We'll see you next time, and go Orange.